0: Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blake.
1: A very warm welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, and Spirit Radio on every third Tuesday of the month. Discover The cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium dr george king between 1954 and 1997. now today your host chrissy blaze will be joined by our very regular and popular guest brian kniep executive secretary at the american headquarters of the Ethereum society who was with us last month on this show, Chrissy and Brian will be discussing an absolutely fascinating subject: the cosmic adepts around us. So, without further ado, I hand you over to Chrissy and Brian. Thank you, Nikki, pleasure, Nikki,
0: and a very, hi, very warm welcome to you again, Brian. Great to have you pleasure on the
1: show.
2: Thank you, A pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, so this will be a very exciting show, I think. Um, and Brian, I'd like to start by just mentioning a few things. And this is for everybody to think about. I, I know that uh, there's so much going on in the world of a negative nature that we hear about on the news. But this is outweighed by the incredible and positive uh, information and news and activities that we discuss on Aetherius Radio Live and elsewhere in the Aetherius Society. And we're so fortunate to have access to this because of our master's cosmic contact. And we've learned so much about that, uh, about the great masters who are helping our world. And and I think it's great to spend this time focusing on that aspect, which is so much more important than most of the things that we hear on the news. And I believe that right now at this time of change, and so many people are talking about this as a time of change, um, it's up to all of us who, you know, uh, want to help in one way or another to embrace the message of the Cosmic Masters, and that is service to humanity through spiritual action. And we have so many incredible examples of this, from our Master, Dr. George King, to the um, Lords of Saturn, to the Lord of Karma, Mars, Sector 6, the Master Jesus, the Master Assyrius. And we've mentioned many of these masters on previous shows, as regular listeners will know. And, of course, there's six adepts and many, many more. And the amazing thing is, is that we're cooperating in the Assyria Society. We're actually cooperating with some of these great masters. And now this particular show was Brian's inspiration. Uh, it's called The Cosmic Adepts Around Earth and it's based on a very inspiring service that uh, Brian created and conducted uh, with Ashima a few weeks ago, and that's now available on YouTube. And I think I'm I'm right in saying, Brian, that when we send out the email about this uh, radio show, when you're listening to this show now, there's also – don't forget to look at the email. There should be a link to this service um, in the email, so don't just listen to the show, but also read the email well that's <laughs> exactly. right and
2: the, the, that's correct and the big plus uh, about at least listening to parts of that service is that it will include include the actual um extracts themselves of the live recordings um, by our master as you receive these special transmissions um so it, it's a it'd be a big plus even if you just skip through uh, the other parts and listen to those extracts it'd would be, be a huge huge plus for you
0: Absolutely. Today you're just going to have me reading them, unfortunately. But you actually hear (laughs) our master taking them. And I know you were often there, Brian, when he did take these mental transmissions. Um, So you're very, very familiar with those. So today we're going to talk about those and especially the amazing adept, Nixie009 and team. But I know, Brian, you, you are... You are very, you know so much about these masters, you really are very attuned to these masters today, um, because I think I'm right in saying that you first became came known about them when you were with our master in Santa Barbara, in his ashram there, and you were very aware of the contacts made by our master. So perhaps you could kindly uh, just give us a little background on these contacts.
2: Well, yes. Uh, I was very fortunate to be there um, in 1988, the first time he uh, he made contact uh, or, or received contact from uh, Nixon zero zero nine, and it, it was it was such an amazing um, uh, revelation to to myself and other members of the society to realize that um, these these great beings were going to be able to or allowed to replace um, uh, the five of them. Uh, and I'll, when, when I say replace, of course, they aren't going to be filling their shoes far from it, but they're going to be um, doing whatever they can for mankind um, uh, once these great beings uh, well, We presume, we know three of them have left, and we presume the other two, if, if they haven't left, they will leave shortly. Um, and so rather than be alone, we're going to have these, these amazing um, adepts who, who were trained um, on satellite number three itself to now be here around Earth to help us in so many ways.
0: Yeah, this is really fantastic, and so fantastic that we know about this. And we're not just keeping well, it to ourselves, but, you know, and this is why we're well, you, you spreading the news.
2: I'm sorry. You, you mentioned um, you mentioned that there's a lot of bad things in the press uh, in this far out ways that, you know, I think that the best way to look at that is there's bad things in the press because there's bad things happening on Earth. Um, but the most amazing thing that what makes us so fortunate is that we can – see these bad things in the press and we can do something about it we can try and help those people so potently with the help of these advanced beings who are have who've been were staying here on earth to help us and that, that's that's what makes everything so exciting and so alive uh when we when we see the teachings of the Athenian society
0: well that's a very good point yeah thanks for bringing that that up brian now, I'd just like to, to ask something about the uh, mental transmissions themselves, because as members know, and people listening to this podcast will will probably know, that Dr. George King received around 600 uh, transmissions, cosmic transmissions, from cosmic masters over the years during his mission. And then later on, he changed these mental transmissions. And I was thinking, Brian, I don't know if you agree with this, but the, the cosmic transmissions on the whole were... Uh, teachings for posterity, for humanity on the whole. And these seem very sort of intimate connections that we hear about the adepts, our master being at ad, Adept Nixie 001, communicating with other adepts about actions that are, were taking place at the time on the whole. Um, so, that's, right. Perhaps...
2: Yeah, no, that's right. You're right. On the, on the whole, um, that's absolutely, uh, there are exceptions, of course, but on the whole, um, the thematic uh, trend, Transmissions um, uh, were things like the nine freedoms, the twelve blessings, which will just stand, you know, for for thousand years if not longer, as, as tremendous truths given to Earth. Um, but the mental transmissions were more um, uh, a view into watching our Master work with other beings, other adepts, to create the. Um, uh, the, the patchwork, the fabric of these missions uh, that are so important for mankind, um, and that, that's that's the, the the beauty of them. You, you can see um, the the earlier transmissions. You see the whys and the, the you know what we're doing, who we are, and what we're doing on Earth. And then with these mental transmissions, you can see how um, these, these these masters, our master and, and the other adepts, created this. Um, uh, framework in which we can help the cosmic plan in the future. Uh, And so it's it's almost like looking behind the scenes at at how these great beings work and we can learn from them of how we should work in this crucial time on Earth.
0: Incredible, yes. And how else would we learn about these things? I mean, they're so precious, these mental transmissions. And of course, Brian, I wanted to ask you to when our master took the uh, the cosmic transmissions, he had to go into somatic trance, which was tremendously, diff, you know, hard on the physical, on his whole physical structure. Um, but these mental transmissions—how how did they affect our master? You were off, you were nearly always with him at the time, or, or certainly afterwards, before and afterwards. How did these affect him? Well,
2: these. Um <clears throat> it it would depend on, on who he was communicating with, of course. Um, but if if you're talking about when he was communicating with Adipnix zero zero five or Adipnik zero zero nine, um, or Sector S two, then these were um they didn't uh, it, it it was more um what what was going on that was that was more affecting him. Like uh, was were they, right. was he trying to help uh, a hurricane, or was he trying to um, improve um, the internal structure of the crystal of a battery, or was he trying to um, arrange runs for Operation Sunbeam? So it's kind of more of a, of a working relationship, if you will. Um, and so it didn't really affect him uh, so much, uh, negative or positively. Um, it, it did. It did take an effort, of course, to to um, uh, bring through the information as, ac- as accurately as we could, uh, but that would also depend on the communicator as well. The 6.005 and, and it S2, it seemed very, very easy um, to communicate with these beings. Um, uh, other might be more difficult. I mean, some of the earlier conversations or special transmissions with 6.009 was a little bit difficult um, because he didn't know or Nine so well. So it was a little bit difficult. That it, it got it got easier as it progressed. Um but and then you take someone like the, the Lord Babaji, the Master of uh those were difficult. Um those mm-hmm. well when I say difficult, they affected him. Um he, he really felt he had to prepare for to speak with the Master of or um Mark six. And he did, he did. He he would spend uh, sometimes a half an hour an hour and, and I, I would even help him uh kind of crafting up what he was going to say and the questions, so it was all very very clear um, and when the lord Babaji, it was even different it it, it was this um spiritual um, uh, that that did affect him um greatly because mm-hmm. because there was such this the spiritual feeling. The Lord, Babaji, of course, as, as well as the Saturnian, um, those would affect him uh, very deeply on a spiritual level after those. So it, it ranged in, in how he was affected, I would
0: say. Well, that's so interesting to, to hear that, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, you did also mention that about hurricanes. And so let's, we we're going to focus on one example that you are very aware of. That was the Hurricane Gilbert in 1988. And I have a little background about that. Um, I know you'll remember it very well. It was a massive hurricane. I think it was the second most intense tropical cyclone on record in the Atlantic Basin where it took place. It was a Category 5 that brought destruction right. to the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. Um, right. And I think it was also apparently the most intense tropical cyclone to strike Mexico ever in recorded history. So, Brian, um, um, I'll read the mental transmission received by our master about this, which gives us a blow-by-blow account by about what the cosmic addicts were doing at the time. So perhaps afterwards right, you, you right. could explain this in more depth, sure. right, perhaps you'd like to say before I start.
2: Well, before, um, <clears throat> this is just one extract from uh, uh, several... Uh, mental transmissions he received uh, around it because it was it was it took uh, a day or two or three and and many many transmission um, I don't know he mentioned somewhere maybe eight nine ten twelve uh, transmissions surrounding Gilbert. So this is really one extract of one of them.
0: Oh right. Well, thank you for that background. That's very helpful. The, this one was received on September the first, nineteen eighty-eight. When you listen to it, you know don't just think of them as words. Kind of the listeners, put yourself in a framework where you're, you're kind of imagining what's going on, you're seeing what's going on in your mind's eye, and you're realizing that here we have an act, action taking place by cosmic adepts, and we're actually sort of involved in this by listening to them and learning about them. So it really is a fantastic thing that we're about to listen to. The time is now 20 minutes to 12. This is Nixie 001. Come in, Nixie 005. Thank you very much. You say that you are in the affected areas in Jamaica manipulating the energy. Yes, we are running our spiritual energy radiators. I doubt very much if the energy has got time to seep through there yet, but you are manipulating it. So you are, Nixie 005. Nixie 007 are over the Jamaica area and you are doing what you possibly can. Nixie 008 and 009 are in a classified position, also help in the emergency. Very well, very well, very well. I know about the other three a month ago, but it looks as though those boys are raring to go. You say they're raring to go. Very well. Hmm. This is Nixie 001 standing by for any information from satellite number three or any forces concerned. Thank you. Nixie 001 out. Nixie 001 to Nixie 005. Did you want to say anything before I begin the next part, Brian? I know there's a lot of things to unfold here.
2: Well, yeah, we can't unfold everything, but um, uh, when... You know, it, it really would help people to, uh, to hear the transmission. Like when you said, um, he, he was surprised um, that uh, Nixon 009 was involved. He said, very well, very well. Oh. Because he was thinking, he was thinking this through very well. And then he said uh, that he knew about that they knew something about them some months before, but he didn't realize they were starting with their raring to go. And Nixon 005 comes back says, yes, they're raring to go. So it, 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 it's kind of a surprise. Um, But he's really, really happy um, that Mm -hmm. that they're here and they're raring to go. And really, uh, I think think that's what I would say about that. He was very, very pleased. Um, When I say surprised, I mean he he didn't know that they were going to be part of the Gilbert, but he knew that they were around and he was kind of waiting for them to show up. And here they showed up, and he was just very, very pleased about it.
0: Oh, well, it's great to get that background, Brian. Thank you. Um, and, of course, in the last part, uh, our master said this is Nixie one standing by for any information from satellite number three. So, obviously, there was some connection there um, that I think we'll learn about a little later.
2: That's right. Well, our master had offered, um, I had asked uh, the third satellite if they could put more energy through our spiritual energy radiators for the situation. So that, that, was, that was an aspect of the whole manipulation with the third satellite.
0: All right. Thank you, Brian. So I'll continue with that uh, transmission. Nixie 001 to Nixie 005. You have taken 1,000 prayer hours out of battery one. Thank you very much. You're now holding 3,000 prayer hours approximately for us. We do have another battery that you could take some out of if you wish. No, you think you'll hold on to that for the moment? But would I contact satellite number three? Very well. I'll contact satellite number three. So, Brian, you can hear the the master sort of communicating there, can't you? Um,
2: Right. That's right.
0: This is Nixie zero zero one to satellite number three on the code emergency come in satellite number three brian what what is meant by on the code are you can you say that
2: Oh well that, yeah he um before that time uh, he wouldn't need or use a code. He would just say, this is at Nixie zero zero one to satellite number three, come in satellite number three, and they would they would come back um <laughs> it's it's an odd it's an odd thing, but um because and this this is probably a thought of for another radio show at some point but um it was said that uh because there are so many mental requests uh made directly to the third satellite in you know, now that the third, or at that time and probably now as well, the third satellite was getting more and more and more known by people. So people would, would just kind of start to, to pray to the third satellite and say, "Please send me energy. Please help me do this or that." And believe it or not, they needed to protect um, their themselves. I and mean, it's not quite the right way to say it, but they needed to protect um, the delicate manipulations that they're doing um, from all of this mental uh, energy. Pointed directed at them, which goes to them. Like like when you send a prayer mm. to your yeah. aunt, aunt Millie, the energy goes to Aunt Millie. But if you send a prayer asking for help to the third satellite, it goes to the third satellite. Right. And that, right. And that and you could say surprisingly, so that that um, would could uh, adversely affect the uh, the manipulations that they were doing. So they they created this this some um, uh, additional screen. Around the third satellite, which you could only get through if you had mentally, you only get through if you had a, a particular mental code, which he would then say silently. He would say, "This, this is this 001 zero zero one under code," and then there'd be a silence, and then he would he would then mentally repeat this code, and then that would get him through the screen, and then they would they would contact him back. That's the way that worked.
0: Wow, that's very fascinating. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Well, I suppose, um, I mean, satellite number three, that it's better for a person, obviously somebody needs help to um, pray to God and um, pray for the world and they will get help from satellite number three. You know, that's, that's right. The
2: that's the way that. it's supposed yeah, to that's, be. Yeah. That's, that's, that's correct. That's right. Yeah.
0: Very, very interesting. So satellite, come in satellite number three. Yes, satellite number three. The adepts are now holding 3,000 prayer hours for us to be used when necessary. Yes, number eight and nine are going to request some energy from central control. The master laughs at that point. If you're asking for my permission, the answer is yes, 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 and yes, and yes. (laughs) They're going to try a certain manipulation which is classified very well, do I get in touch with central control? And then the reply is unnecessary. Um, so, Brian, do you want to say anything before I continue with the central control? Yes, because there's that, so that, much.
2: Yeah, there's that's, that's, that's a lot happened quickly. He was he was advised um, or asked to contact num, uh, site number three from zero 5 because um, be, because there was a re- basically there was a request by uh, Etapnik 89 to use some operating space power to energy um, and and so um, the, the protocol i mean you know it 's not that our master wasn 't their boss, but the protocol was that because it was our master who, through his negotiation and probably his karmic manipulation on earth, of course, um, uh, enabled mankind or the Ethereum society anyway to have um, a certain Certain amount of access to energy from, uh, we we now call Operation Space Power 2, energy that's held for us, um, elsewhere. And so they had to, through protocol, get his permission to use this energy. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so then he was then he kind of chuckled. He said, "Well, well if you're asking my permission, yes, you yes, definitely <laughs> use the energy." But he, he he understood though that it had to be a protocol, and he mentions this in the article in Counter Voice about it. Um, but then he was he then figured that he would have to contact Center uh, um, Control, but Sector uh, S But it turns out that they were already monitoring. So then they jumped. So there was like a, an overlap of communication. So then they were. They immediately made it easy for him and said what was happening and can they use it. He said, of course, yes. There's a lot going on in a, in a short period of time there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so good to have that background. It's invaluable. Thank you. So central control, next part, central control. Yes, you have picked me up. This is Mars Sector 8, Special Advisor S2. You have picked me up. Yes. I absolutely concur with any energy they may need from our reserves. Very well. You'll give me the full particulars later. They're going for a classified manipulation. Thank you very much. This is Nixie 001, breaking communications for the time being with satellite number three under special emergency code. Breaking communications for the time being with central control. Special Advisor S2. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Now that, just uh, to interject here, that, that special manipulation, classified manipulation, uh, turned out to be, um, I forget what the exact amount, something like 1,800 1,900 prayer hours of um, Space Star 2 energy. Um, but it was raised to a, a very high classified frequency and sent directly to uh, the divas, um, and so that right. was what the uh, manipulation was, and it, and it had uh, quite an effect. was um, explained or inferred anyway later by at up to zero zero nine that that was why um, the uh, the hurricane did not plow into a populated area of um, uh, the Gulf of America, you know, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, but in anything like, for example, it could have hit New Orleans, which would have been catastrophic. Um, and so the implication, yeah, if, you look, if you look at this article, it was uh, because of that manipulation and, and probably the other things as well, but specifically that manipulation that uh, prevented that from happening.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Um, one thing that really strikes us, I think, when we listen to this is, you know, you may think, oh, these are cosmic masters, cosmic adepts working together. They can take a hurricane down just like that. And probably yeah. on another planet they could do it, but you realise how much work there is involved. I mean, you said Brian there were several mental transmissions over several days about this. Um, the tremendous right. amount of work is, is incredible yeah. already. Um, but but Brian, would you would you agree that um, if the, these adepts were on other planets, they could, you know, take it down very qu- easily and quickly, perhaps, <laughs> and different devices. No, yeah, that's-
2: That comes out out in the communication between nine, and our master in Santa Barbara uh, a month later. Um, There there is a device that uh, could take it down very easily, but the master answered, well, you have to get uh, used to the uh, karma of earth, old boy. (laughs) So it was uh, was quite a a wonderful conversation uh, back and forth. And that, of course, is is in the book, Um, Contribute with the Lord of Karma. But it was uh, a wonderful conversation back and forth. Uh, It's almost like uh, the old guard, our master, the experienced, um, really amazing combatant and spiritual karmic uh, uh, agent on Earth, um, passing the baton or or giving some advice to um, uh, this new adept, zero zero nine, a new adept to Earth, of course. Um, uh, to, to kind of help them understand the, the, the karmic difficulties. And the, the, the karmic difficulties is why these things are so complicated. You know, this manipulation for this one hurricane, um, there was uh, uh, there was energy from our Space power 2 reserves uh, being manipulated by NIC-008 and 9. There was um, our per energy being manipulated by nic 5 Um, There was uh, energy from the third satellite coming through our our spiritual energy radiators that was also manipulated by um, the adepts. So it it was kind of a karmic um, uh, mixture of all these different energies because they're always having to worry about um, not going over the karmic um, uh, the rules, as it were. So they're having to really be very, very clever and really um, strategic in how they, 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 they use the energy, how they, where they find the energy and how they can use it. Um, and that's, that's one reason why Operation Prayer Power energy is so powerful is because it's created, or shall we say, it's, it's um, invoked by us, by the members of the etheric society and, and other outside people who can come to prayer power. And this energy is then used, so it's got, it's got more of a karmic magic to it, if you will.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, very good points there, Brian. Uh, before we go on to the next part, which is really interesting because I wanted to ask you about um, when I must have met Nixie 009 for the first time. Um, perhaps we should have a break because I think it's about that time already. It's getting close. So. Yes, yeah, getting close. <laughs> That's right. So let's hand over to our producer, shall we, Nikki Wood, for her
1: announcements. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. Gosh, thank you, Chrissy and Brian, for sharing some such amazing insights into the work of these cosmic beings. Wow, it is absolutely very revealing. You are listening to a Sirius Radio Live with your host, Chrissy Blaze, and her guest, Brian Kniep, discussing the cosmic adepts around us. We still have a few more days of the magnificent energies pouring down from that shining temple of light, satellite number three, during which all spiritual actions performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by 3,000 times. Sadly, sadly for us, it will be leaving orbit of our world at 12 midnight GMT on May 23rd. So please, you are very welcome to join with us in our special service to mark the last hour of the first spiritual push for 2023, and this will be live streamed from the Etherus Temple in London, led by Right Reverend Richard Lawrence. So let's make the most of such wonderful energies in these remaining days, and as always, your to join in with our services held during this period to send out much needed spiritual energy to our world. Now there are various activities being held which are as follows. At the Temple in Los Angeles, Saturday May 17th at 2 p.m. a two-hour workshop led by Ashima Hui Kneep and Rodney Crosby. The Joy of Mantra, an initiation into the science of sacred sound. Wonderful! At the Temple in London, we have Saturday, June 5th, at 9 a.m. A full one-day yoto can heal workshop with Noemi and Jamie Bates. Sunday, June 6th, at 2 p.m. A two-hour workshop on prayer energy: How to channel the power of the universe with Mark Bennett. And on Tuesday, June 6th, at 7 p.m. A King Yoga experience led by Darren Ball on spiritual energy: Change your life change the world so for more details of these events and others taking place at all our centers worldwide please visit our website the next arl or rather a serious radio live show on june 20th richard will be joined by a very regular guest and yes you've guessed right brian kniep and they will be discussing 50 years of operation prayer power which very aptly is just before the exciting and i have to be hold myself exciting 50th anniversary event taking place in north devon in the in the united kingdom just a few days later on sunday june 25th and full details are on our website very exciting it is so that's it for now yeah. and i'm very pleased to hand you back to chrissy and brian
0: thank you so much nikki a lot going on right <laughs> Um, oh
2: yeah, as always, that's great. We're good to see you, Nikki, as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're all going to go over, aren't we? The three, Well, the three of us yeah, will be there. I yeah. mentioned <laughs> Richard and many others. So it'll be great. Uh, Richard, the next part is so interesting. <laughs> it was a few weeks after the mental transmissions about Hurricane Gilbert, I believe, that our master met Nixie 009 for the first time. And I only know what I've read in contact with the Lord of Karma but that was very fascinating but you were actually there at the time so I got questions to ask you about that now I remember reading that when um, the master visited our master in in his home in Santa Barbara where you were also um, he said he was interested in small dwellings and he was shown around um, different facilities and so on Um, and I remember he said the tap water was undrinkable embarrassing but you'll know a lot more about it than, than I do so I'd, I'd oh, love yeah, to give us uh, your background on this meeting, this wonderful meeting. Was,
2: well sure. Uh, that first of all that was um uh he was expecting um a visit uh a day or two earlier. Um ah. they were uh, I think I think he visited was it on the tenth of uh of September? Do the date there?
0: Okay, October. October. 10th. Yeah. October the
2: 10th, yeah. and uh, the third satellite left over on the 9th, is that correct?
0: Right. And, right. Uh,
2: so he, was, he was expecting a visit because he knew um, that uh, Nixon 9 was associated with the third satellite, and so he was expecting, um, uh, for certain reasons, I don't remember all the reasons, um, but he was expecting a visit on the 8th of the 9th, and it didn't happen. And, uh, and then the 10th, um, Nixon 9 then visited, um and the the reason was that he couldn't come earlier is because he had to actually pilot the third satellite out of orbit and land it on oh. a, a moon of jupiter so that was, uh, oh gosh uh i i <laughs> my, my, my start that's a good reason um and and if 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 you look at if you listen to the tape um and we we had some extracts for the service and and i listened to all of them um he was actually quite nervous um in the first uh say ten, fifteen minutes uh of meeting Nick Zero because he and even he even mentioned Nick Zero Zero Five just before um uh the meeting, uh, that he was nervous. And uh that you know, that even though you you know, it may not seem obvious because he, he was such um uh you know, he's he's such an experienced and uh and let's face it, the powerful spiritual master, our master, um, to be nervous about meeting Nick Zierer Nine, who I think in, in we can all agree is, is junior to our master, um, but he was uh, he was very nervous. Uh, now once he got going, then, then it became a really nice uh, nice communication and a nice rapport. Um, so it was quite nice. And for the with the tap water that was. So um, because I last knew that he was going to be visited, something um, in the etheric body, but still visited by uh, Mr. Zero to Nine, he, he had us clean the whole place up, um, you know, as you do for, for any guest, you, know, you you kind of take right. the extra effort and get everything cleaned up. But we only had so much time. So, you know, what do you do when you're having a guest over? You, you kind of put things in the closet. Right, you got to put things <laughs> under the sink. You know, that's what, that's what you do. We all do that. And so we, so Richard, we wanted... Richard, Medway and I were we we're, were kind of stuffing stuff underneath the sink, you know, just to get everything looking, looking, things like So then, when we, when Richard and I listened to the tape, uh, and we we heard that um, this interaction about the tap water, uh, and then so the master. Um, filled the glass with tap bars and filled the glass with filtered water, just you know, also on the sink, but from you know, through a filter. And um, and then it was scanned and the zero nine said, Well, the tap water is, is not really fit for human consumption. And then he said, But I'd like to see the filter, you know? And <laughs> that meant just oh. open up open up underneath the sink. And we were like, Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. you go. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, so, yeah, that's funny. another another funny thing too was yeah uh, you know, the master didn't, didn't really know and he was nervous and everything so he he sent Richard and I out to a hotel so we would be out of the out of the house during the the meeting and so on. will never forget too uh, when he showed uh, opened up the door into my room uh, it's right right next to the master's bedroom. Yeah, and in there is my has my bed, and also I had a computer because I I transcribed uh, all, all of the uh, special transmissions, and I would also type up questions that he was going to ask you know, the master of theories and whatnot, in fact all kinds of stuff. And so he opened up the door, and so Nick's zero the ninth said, "Oh, where, where's where's the person that uh, that that's in that room that you know that that works on this computer?" And <laughs> I said, "Oh, well we, we sent we sent him and the other one away to uh, a hotel." And this Nick's zero the ninth Oh, you didn't have to do that. Oh, <laughs> so, so we, we did, oh no, we, oh, we could couldn't. have been
0: there. It <laughs> wasn't to be. It
2: wasn't to be. That was funny. <laughs> well, that's
0: so great to, to hear the background here. which is invaluable. Thank you. Now, I actually have, have the mental transmission about this, which is very interesting. It's kind of long. So please um, feel free, Brian, to interrupt, you know, if you want to add certain things. Now, this is the visitation
2: itself, I think, wasn't it?
0: Yes, yes. Yes,
2: yeah, so th- this is, a, again, some extracts uh, from, it was certainly a long, a long tape, but I, I took some extracts, and you'll be reading over some extracts from that, that much longer um, interaction between uh, these two great adepts.
0: Yes. was so a meeting with Adept Nixie, zero zero nine for the first time, His Eminence for George King, October the 10th, 1988, Santa Barbara. You asked a question. Can I feel you? Yes, I can. Welcome to our little house in Santa Barbara. First of all, sir, I know that you are Nixie 009. I'm right in that. You say that it is true what the Master Etheria said many years ago, that the adepts would not be replaced when they were requested to leave the planet Earth. However, since that time, there have been manipulations and the five adepts will be replaced by Nixie 006, Nixie 007, Nixie 008, and Nixie 009. Well, thank you very much. I think we all think that that is absolutely fabulous. You also state that you apologize for not speaking to me before now because you had to take satellite number three out of orbit and land it in, where is it? Jupiter 4. Really? Well, it looks as though you and the other two chat pretty hot pilots. You say that you're talking to one now? Hmm. (laughs) Now, I'm very indebted to you people and indebted to you, Nixie009. After all, you did do a little bit in the Gilbert operation, did you not? Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. You would have taken it down, yes, I know. However, you have to get used to the karmic complexities of terror. Afraid you do, old boy. As what we mentioned earlier, Brian, that's very interesting.
2: Right. However, yeah.
0: it, yes, it appears that you, Nixie 007, Nixie 008, Nixie 009, not in any way to discount Nixie 006, are going to remain in close contact with Earth, Earth, even when the five adepts have to leave. You say that is quite correct, and you feel very inadequate. Who is going to be the chief communicator? You are going to be the chief communications agent. You feel extremely inadequate and you are going to take what educational courses are available very well. Have you yet received your doctorate in terrestrial psychology? You say you have. And also you say that I received mine in the year, terrestrial year 1870. I don't exactly remember it in my physical body at the moment, but I'm sure I did. Yes, you did, because you have seen the documents. Thank you very much, thanks very much. I like the idea of that very much. Anything you'd like to add to that, Brian, before I continue?
2: Uh, Well, yes, the, um, you know, we find out elsewhere in our Master's teaching, I, I think it's written down somewhere, certainly he always would say that, that these, these weren't actual courses that you would, you know, ruck up and, and sit down and with a uh, textbook, you know, and uh, take tests and whatnot like we, we tend to do in, a, in, in, in on Earth. But it was more um, a computerized, compressed um, information download into the, the live stream's uh, mental structure. Uh, it was very, very intense. Very, it could be very difficult, and they actually had to test to see if that, if they, uh, if the individual, the adept, was up to that um, pressure uh, of information going into them so quickly. Um, uh, and so, yeah, and the master took his back in it was 1870. Um, and so, and, and they, I'm sure they don't really call them doctorates, but that was just the way our master was trying to uh, uh, help us understand uh, that this is a way of, of giving energy, giving information to um, someone who will be dealing with us, us backward people on the planet Earth. So that's, that's yeah. what that's all about.
0: That's so fascinating, isn't it? And presumably, I mean, all the cosmic avatars who come, and adepts who come to this Earth for a mission would have to do something along those lines, I would think. I would have um,
2: thought so, for sure, yeah, definitely.
0: It would be nice if we could have access to that, <laughs> We <laughs> can better understand, but um, yeah. I suppose, yeah, it's um, very interesting indeed. Um, and also, uh, this was the first time, wasn't it, that our, that we were aware in the Assyria society that during this mental transmission, of the fact that um, these adepts were going to replace um, the six at or the five adepts.
2: That's right. And it's the first that's time right. we heard
0: about that. Mm-hmm. So that's, this is a very right. important mental transmission, isn't it? I mean, wow.
2: extremely important. It was a very important time in the Ethereum society. Because, uh, you know, when you, I think, when you go back and read Five Sentences of God, where the Master Ethereum said that they would not be replaced, um, and then he would say you'll be, you'd be more alone than ever before kind of a thing. Um, and it was, it's, it's kind of a, a daunting mm-hmm. feeling left, you know. Um, but then to have that change, and even though it's not said overtly, um, I personally feel that uh, the, the lion's share of that manipulation uh, was done by our master and the adepts to uh, to let to, to make it so that karma was such that uh, we could be um, uh, they could be replaced for mankind by at 009 and team. I think I think that's, that's, that's got to be largely to do with our master he would never say that but i'm sure that's what it was
0: yeah yeah absolutely and, and of course the six adepts uh as we know is the lord babishi will of course remember us right, Earth. <clears throat> right. Yep. yeah it's uh fantastic really um one thing we seem to be once again running out of time we have so much to say so i won't finish that uh, I think we've got the gist of the main things of that mental transmission. Because one thing I did want to talk to you about is is about the um, you know the coming of other addicts as part of this team and the satellite, etc. So um, and the, one of the, the reasons, the main reasons uh, why they're here as well, which I I, I think you haven't you know, quite a lot of information about, Brian. You know, about the, release, well, we, the releasing of energy.
2: Oh, well, you know, it, it might be helpful just to read um, that last segment because in there uh, I'm asking to give a clue about that, I think.
0: Oh, you'd like me to? Yes, absolutely. So the last part is after a private conversation, we came down to something which could be interesting. Nixie 009 has had first-hand experience on satellite number three in many different magnetization orbits, not only of this Earth, but other planetary systems as well. And also he tells me that he has had some experience with space combat. But he also tells me that that cannot be compared of the three adept and or the five adept. I don't know what answer I can give to that except to say that we were there when we were needed.
2: That's really the, the beautiful ending, that. Um, but he, he also says um, le, uh, in, the, in the actual address that the master gave, what I was thinking of but that's okay, we'll, we'll cover that. Uh, in an in address that the master gave talking about uh, the importance of Nick 009 and team, he did say that, um, uh, if I get the words right, that, that, that Nick 009 is an excellent communicator. He says uh, you should thank, thank God today um, that he is because your future may depend upon it. And in there he, he also states that um, Nicodemus 9 will be the uh, liaison between the Etheria society um, and the cosmic masters and and that and that's, was a crucial uh, point that was made in contact with the Lord of Karma or Mars 6. Um, gave these dates for these SPs to go in the future. Um, but then our master asked, how will, how will we, meaning how will the Ethereum Society, be able to continue to um, release our Operation per Power energy and access our, our Operation Space Power two energy that, that's uh, held for us? And then Marsha VI the said, well, you need to work out a, uh, a ritual uh, that will, will work for that. And so our master then worked out the ritual um, uh, with, with us with us because we have to we have to do the ritual, um, and then had it tested um, and an integral part of that ritual, indeed at least zero zero nine. And so that's uh, it, it is a crucial um, point of liaison uh, between the etheric society and the cosmic masters it is this, this this master communicator and this master. Um, adapt um, at zero zero nine he is crucial to our, to our future in many ways.
0: yeah, thank you for bringing up about the ritual, Brian, because some members may not be aware of that and may wonder how when we when the senior engineering officers of which one decide on um, where the energy is going to be sent, how that is communicated uh, now that we don 't have our master so it's you know, it's very interesting to hear that there is a ritual involved and that you, you know, this is how it happens. (laughs) Thank you. That's right, yeah. I I did actually find a little bit about the address I think you're mentioning. That was the one in 1990 at the end of the spiritual push on August the 5th um, when the master talked about the reasons for for staying here. Um, One, Shambhala, to the spiritual hierarchy of earth or certain parts of it and three, His Eminence Sir George King. Our
1: um, right.
0: um, yeah. master also said that the Assyria Society, this is interesting to our members, the Assyria Society is fully recognized, actually has been for a number of years by satellite number three.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, it, it, it just it illustrates how important um, the Assyria Society is. And, and remember, Every member of the Aetherian Society makes up the Aetherian Society. So every member of the Aetherian Society is, is recognized, um, is known um, by these great beings. And, and when you think about, uh, <laughs> it's kind of daunting, when you think about the uh, uh, Nix009 uh, and team, their brief is to work with um, the Lord Babaji and the Great White Brotherhood the Lord Buddha and Shambhala, and our Master in the Ethereum Society, and so now that the Master uh, has had to leave, um, it's the Ethereum Society, and so to be even in the same sentence um, as, as Shambhala and the Lord Buddha and you know, the Great White Brotherhood and Lord Babaji uh, is a—it's is, it's a tremendous honor and a very very important responsibility. For every member of the Ethereum Society to be in that category, or in, in that in that sentence, if we will, and you know we, we really do have uh, shall we say a lot is expected of us. You, you can go back to that sentence by um, the Master Theorists, uh, where uh, there's the great great task that's been given to the Ethereum Society, a task greater than that given to any other organization upon Terra. And, uh, you know, whether we succeed or fail is up to us, up to us. We really have to own that and really do whatever we can to make that successful.
0: so true. Such an important time, Brian. We're all being called to do even more. We are. So thank you for bringing that up. And thank you, you know, one thing I found with your service and with this radio show you really brought these adepts almost i want to say to life i mean they are alive, but in our minds and in our hearts and one thing that just popped into my mind is try and remember these ones in our prayers if we don't already just you know because they're working so closely with us and so important that we open up this communication channel by offering our thankfulness not asking them for help but offering our thankfulness now thankfully. and that.
2: I love Definitely.
0: these ones. Yeah. Definitely. I, you and, know, but, but
2: I when I on my altar I have a little um a little flying saucer on my altar and that reminds oh. me of Adam Nicoser 9 and team and mix 11 and team and sectors two and team. It reminds me of these beings that that are, you know, on earth helping us and nobody knows. I know. But but we know. So it, it it's up to us to, to, to send our prayers of thankfulness um, for, for these great beings because um, they, they're working their heart out. So, and they have a really mm-hmm. tough, you know, man, man, look at this world, the world's in an absolute mess where we're killing each other, we're starving each other, We just yeah. just so we're a mess, you know? Um, and, and imagine to, to be these evolved beings in this cesspool this of, of selfishness, um, just a few of them, to help these billions of people that are just um, and so needy, and, and you know, to have a few people in the Ethereum society—we aren't the only ones, of course—but um the people in the Ethereum society who are actively helping—it it must, it must, it must mean a lot to them. It's gotta mean a lot to them, you know. And, uh, and we should thank them um, for the opportunity
0: to, to help. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Brian, one of the things they're very involved with, as you mentioned, is Operation Prayer Power. And uh, in the past, if you remember uh, that address where um, they popped in to Operation Prayer Power, and uh, right. Yeah. Do you remember that? Is something you'd like to uh, talk about? They they um, put some energy into the battery in Los Angeles. I remember.
2: Well, they did, did that and then in uh, Detroit. Cause they put 100, 100 yeah. hours into the battery in L.A. and then they uh, went to Detroit and they put in 400. So <laughs> I'm not sure what, what the takeaway on that one is, but, but they, they put four times. They, but either way, they, they did this after um, each service um, while people were still there uh, and they to put energy into the, into the battery in L.A. The, through the remote in, um, in Detroit. And and R M S was quite because R M S is a scientist, you know. And so he was quite interested in the uh, the amount of energy per minute that they were able to get through the remote um, from the remote in the Detroit to the battery in L A. You can read that for yourself in the newsletter. But he was quite interested in in what that it could that it could withstand that amount of pressure of energy going into the battery in in Los Angeles. Um, but it it, okay. it illustrates that. Um, you know, one statement that um, was made, kind of in this situation, by Nixon years or nine, was that it's one thing to um, really appreciate and think something's really, really good, um, but it's another thing to act upon that. And and so he uh, he, he felt that uh, they they should act upon that, and so then they put energy uh, into the battery for us, for our use. Um, and then and he and then he went on and did a similar thing for one I don't think we have time to go into that aspect today but it was it, it illustrates too how much he appreciated um, and was um, uh, re- really impressed with what the members um, and sympathizers of the affairs society uh, were doing in operation prayer power and he even gave a nice message uh, about that you know when we, when we told us that how how good we were doing with that I don't have the exact words in front of me but how, how good we were doing and and he really uh, it really struck him uh, um, what a few people on earth uh, were able to do especially in this case through operation prayer power and, and it's good to remember that when we when we go to prayer power uh, when we're, we're, we're deciding should we go or not tonight or, or not tonight and uh, and go because mm-hmm. this, this this, this act really stands out in, in, in the, the minds of the great beings who are helping mankind around her.
0: Well, thank you for bringing that up, Brian, because actually I do have the wording here. And it's so oh, beautiful. yeah, say that. That's um, it. Yeah. Yeah, the closing is so beautiful with Adept Nixie 009, sending our master and all the cooperators in Operation Prayer Power, wherever they may be, his heartfelt blessings, and to say that they're doing a wonderful service to mankind. Wow.
2: Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Oh, and there's another um, another one, too. Your heartfelt blessings... Are, oh, no, I'm, it's our master repeating that. That Tell them that they're doing a wonderful service to mankind.
2: Yeah. But he, so it, it, as I recall, it was... Um, it, the the transmission was near it was pretty much over. The nine kind of stopped it said, No, I wanna say this. And so then he actually extended that mental transmission to because he really wanted to get that across to the members of the Ethereum Society. And all those who, who are taking part in Operation Parapola.
0: Well Brian, unfortunately we're coming to a close uh this time so really quickly today. I know, but I just wanted to, and I I want to thank you for giving us these personal insights into our master's connection with these cosmic adepts so that we all have a greater understanding and feeling and appreciation and love for these great masters and what they're now doing. It's not things in the past, it's that they're actually doing it now. So. Brian, we have what, about one and a half minutes left, so is anything that you'd like to um, close or add about well, this cosmic idea? What, what came to me, too,
2: when you were just saying those words, is that, you know, all these things were given to us by our master. He made the effort of recording these transmissions and letting us see them and storing them, letting, letting us hear them. And, you know... It, it, it's to teach us and to train us. And so we're watching uh, this interaction between our master and the other adepts and, and sector two and team. And why not also take a page out of how we work with each other, how we cooperate with each other, you know, with, with different headquarters, different branches, different groups, different members. And I think in these days, especially more and more with the Facebook group and uh, and and the the mixlers and and where there is kind of a more and a more communication and working together uh, around the world. And I think the more that we can really fan that and really make that a positive, uh, wonderful thing, um, we're learning from what our master left us.
0: Well, thank you, Brian. Wonderful way to close this show. Thank you so much. And uh, let's hand back to our producer for the closing announcements. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Christy, for, uh, for being the host. You did a wonderful job, I believe.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. here, here. Thank you, Christy. And thank you, Brian, for such a fascinating show. We've certainly learned even more about these cosmic adepts, and especially thank you, Brian, for allowing us a glimpse behind the scenes. Fascinating. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Right. As mentioned earlier for the next uh, A series radio live show on June the 20th, Richard will be joined by Brian discussing 50 years of Operation Prayer Power and full details of the 50th anniversary event for Operation Prayer Power being held on Sunday the June 25th in North Devon is on our website. Um, and obviously, please visit our website for more facts mentioned during this show. And you can connect with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze through their respective websites, richardlawrence.co.uk and astrologycity.com. And also you can connect with Brian Kniep through his website, and that's briankniep.com. So we do hope you've enjoyed the show. I certainly have. And thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to your company next month.